Thank you guys for tuning in to Realistically Living, where we are live from the kitchen. Um, before I even get into it, fam, I am so sorry for um, the delay in uploading. Um, so y'all know we started this series on mental health um, the first week of February, but I just been like, God, you gave me these topics, but it's just like you can't talk about what you don't know, and God is like, he was like, you know, showing me everything literally all at one time and it hit me all at once. And I have just been in a grieving period. Um, and it's basically what we we're talking about today, um, examining yourselves. Um, after we become aware, which was series one, and if you have not tuned into series one or listened to series one, I definitely encourage you to go back to um, learn how you become aware of who you are Um and just have your eyes open to your 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 why to your what. You know, every what has a why. You know, you're not just that way because you claim that you're that way. No, you're that way because of something, a traumatic experience or something has shaped you um, in some form of fashion for you to be operating that way. Um, but once you are brought into awareness of your why to your what, this is the, the period where you now examine yourself and... Um, God has literally just opened my eyes to some of the things that I have done, the things that I'm doing, and it has really hurt me. Like, you know, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know, I see how sinful I was, you know. Um, and then, like I said, I've just been grieving. I've just been grieving. I've just been grieving. But I am here. Um, I do ask that you pray for um, Pray for me, pray for me to be strengthened, pray for me to just keep moving forward, pray, just really just pray for me, honestly, um, but we're going to push through because God has a word that needs to get put out, and I do not want to dwell um, in my emotions, because if I do, this episode will never get done, so um, God, I just, I just ask that you just let your presence be felt in this episode, I ask that you just flow through me right now, Father God, I ask that you allow your power to be made strong in my weakness, Father God. Whatever you want to say on this episode that whoever is going to be listening needs to hear, Father God, I give you permission to interrupt anything, any notes that I have written. I give you permission to um, interrupt and allow your word to flow, Father God. And I just thank you. I thank you for your awareness. I thank you for um, just wanting better for me. And I thank you for bringing it to my attention. And I thank you for having a plan already in place that is going to help me to do better. I just pray that you strengthen me, that you give me the courage to do better, Father God, and all these things I pray. Father God, I ask that you would just open the, all, the, the hearts and the ears of those who are listening, that something that may be said on this podcast can penetrate their hearts, that can um, start changing their life, Father God. I just pray that you keep us, and I just thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So let's just jump right into it. As believers, remember I told y'all this podcast um, at the beginning of the year is dedicated to believers. I just feel like there's, there's some conversations that we need to have as believers before we even try to step out and um, go ye therefore, um, you know, teaching the word and uh, getting disciples and things like that. So as believers, I do believe that our mental health struggles a lot of the time come from a place from us going back to something that we had to pray our way out of. And 
honestly, the the place that we had to pray our way out of was our comfort zone. And the enemy knows um, what our comfort zone is. He knows who our comfort zone is. He knows what is consistent inside of our comfort zone. And he uses that as a tactic for us to start um, going backwards, start going back to a place, like I said, that we had to pray um, ourselves out of. And the thing is that the enemy has been attacking us the day since the day we were born, like literally since the day you were born, the goal for him is to bring as many of us down with him as possible. And he already knows that God made each and one of us specific with a purpose according to his plans. He made one of us for a purpose and he knows that. So he is attacking us as early as possible. And um, like I said, those comfort zones, the things, the offenses people have created against you, he is using all that to shape you into somebody that can be used by him. And not only to be used by him, but to go with him where he's going, where he's already at, honestly. Um, but your comfort zone, your comfort zone always is going to present itself, especially when God is elevating you. Especially when God is elevating you, the comfort zone always presents itself as the option that, hey, I know you have that, but you also have this too. Your comfort zone is a tactic that the enemy uses. So that is why I believe that it is important that we examine ourselves. Once we have become aware, once God has opened our eyes to the things that we're doing, the why to our what, we have to start asking ourselves some questions. Are we exhibiting habits that, that brings us back to a place that we had to pray our way out of. What are we not being intentional about? Are we having more easy conversations than hard ones? And like I said, I believe that as believers, we have to get um, used to having hard conversations. Because that is the only way we can be intentional about making sure that we get to the place that we need to get. If we're just having simple on a surface level conversations that leads to nowhere, that's doing ourselves a disservice. Um, I was I was writing the Wellness Wednesday letter for my job, and I said that, um, you know, we always when we when we set goals and boundaries and all of that, we and we often fail. We often say, I'm sorry, when we set goals and boundaries and we fail, we often try to blame it on the lack of motivation or this person and that person when really the reason why we fail is because we was not intentional. That is the only reason why we fail is because we were not intentional. If you want to lose 50 pounds, but you never go to the gym or you never change your eating habits, you are not being intentional, which is why you fail. If you want to pass a test, but you never study, you never go to class, you never open the book and read the material. You, that is not being intentional. You will fail the test. The only reason why we do not succeed at what we want to succeed at is because we are not being intentional. And, and intentionality is not easy. Intentional, being intentional is work. It is hard work. It is hard work. And I like that little thing they got on Instagram, the little sound thing. It says, um, don't be upset by the results you didn't get from the work that you didn't put in. Period. Point blank period. If you did not put the work in to be where you want to be, you will never be where you want to be. We no longer operate in potential. Potential is not reality. Potential is basically fate. You see yourself there, but now we got to put the work in. Fate without works is dead. 
Potential without works is dead. Potential with works is intentionality. You're being intentional about it. So the fact that you are being intentional about it, which means that you are, every time you do something, every time you say no to a question, every time you say yes to a question, you have to be very strategic when, with your intentionality. You can no longer answer yes to every question. You can no longer say no to everything. And honestly, we need to start saying no to so much more. That's what being intentional looks like. I can't hang with y'all no more. I can't be with you no more. I can't do this with y'all no more. I can't go there no more. Nothing personal. I mean, it is personal. But at the end of the day, we are responsible for the choices that we make. We are responsible for the influence that is on our lives. If we continually fill ourselves up with the influence of the world, what do you think we're going to do? We're going to fall short every time. Every time we're going to fall short. No if, ands, or buts about it. I don't care if you think you're that strong. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. What's his name? Even Samson got weak. Is, is that Samson, the one who got, had his hair cut? Even he got weak, and he was the strongest man in the world. Something out there is going to make you weak enough to fall short in the world. And the crazy thing is we fall short every day. It might not be in something that you struggle with, but at the end of the day, we still fall short. So, um, and even when, and even when you are denying, uh, friendships, even when you have to reevaluate your friendships and you have to have those hard conversations as believers, we need to be having more hard conversations. And I think, and, and I, and don't take that how I said it as a way of, of me saying that just do it because no, I, during this grieving period, I had to have some hard conversations. I have to I had to have some hard conversations. Why? Because there are some things, there are some feelings, there are some emotions, there are some thoughts that cannot go with me to the next level. And the hard conversations are more so out of obedience. They're more so out of obedience. Out of obedience. Because what you don't, what you don't what, what, how do I want to formulate this? What you don't let be known lingers. It lingers. And it it oftentimes, once you get to your place that you saw yourself having a potential to be with, it comes out. I, I was talking to my good sis yesterday. We said, you know, platforms only brings out the real you. And Pastor Mike Ty said that too. When you get to where you want to go and you are elevated, all it does is bring out the real you. So the things that we don't handle in our dark season just become magnified in our light season, basically. That's it. And we can't, as believers, we cannot expect anyone to understand why we move in a way that we're moving, especially if they are not believers. They will never, as long as they are not intentional about their relationship with Christ, they will never understand why you're doing what you're doing. So we have to let go of that connotation that everybody understands that when we are in our relationship with Christ, you got to understand your relationship with Christ is private. It is private. It's some things that only God is going to tell you and nobody else on this world. All these people on this world, and he's going to tell you something. And you're going to 
waste so much time trying to convince people what God tells you instead of just doing what God tells you. We cannot, we have to be okay with others not understanding. We have to be okay with the criticism. We have to be okay with the persecution. And sometimes, sometimes we have to be okay with other believers not understanding. Just because we believers, everybody's relationship looks different. Everybody is on different levels of their relationship with God. We just have to be okay with knowing that because God said it, it is so. Because God said it. Because he said it. I can't explain to you. I can't even tell you because what we what he told him told me, he didn't tell y'all. And in due time you will see. In due time, the testimony from this will come. In due time, you will see his glory. In due time. We are not here to convince anybody. We are just here to live a life that God is calling us to live. When people, the goal is for when people to see us as believers, they see Jesus. They cannot see Jesus if you if you have a hard heart. They cannot see Jesus if you're mean, if you are um, rude. They cannot see Jesus if you lie, if you steal. They, they cannot see Jesus when all of those things are in your heart, which is why we have to pray for awareness. We have to pray for awareness. There are so many believers walking around this earth that are living in unawareness of themselves. They are living in unawareness of themselves and they are not living the life that God has called them to live. So, um, like I said, you know, I've been grieving all last week when the time when I had set to drop this episode and I was actually, I'm a, uh, I was actually in my classroom. Um, and I was just, I was typing something on my computer and God just boom, it was just begin to download like, because honestly, my mind was blank to this episode because I'm like, guys, I can't talk about what I don't know. And I'm, I don't want to sit up here and try to fake it and try to make make something up. You know, I want to be realistic with it. I want to, I want my life to be shown in a way of, hey, I am not perfect. I done did so much, so much, so much. And I can say I have been grieving really grieving crying grieving just overthinking grieving and like like the like maybe two days ago I just literally had to just keep telling myself there is no condemnation there is no condemnation there is no condemnation like over and over I couldn't even finish the whole verse I just had to keep saying there is no condemnation why because the enemy was using my awareness against me he know that I became into awareness. Why? Because my actions started changing. The way I started looking at certain things started changing. Maybe not drastically, but I still started saying, uh-uh. Uh-uh, we don't, uh, wait, what? He knows that something happened on the inside of me. And now he's using everything against me to get me back to a place that what he once had me. And I, I am fighting. I am in a spiritual warfare. We are all in spiritual warfare. I saw a post that said World War Three is spiritual. <laughs> Sheesh, World War Three is spiritual. We are fighting. We are everything that the enemy throws up against. We are fighting. We are fighting. Don't don't do not please don't give up. Don't give up. And I am going to walk 
through you guys, uh, walk with y'all this entire year on things that the enemy has been putting in our way that he has been attacking us with, that we just have been so unaware of. My goal is for you to be aware and walking in the, in, in within the, the will that God has preset for your life. Walking within his will for your life. We are walking through this together. We are walking through all of this. To, I promise you we're walking through all of this together. And I, and, and I, I, I was looking at, mind you, let me just say this. I say this in in my pilot episode. Everything that I wrote down as far as the the series and the episodes for the series, I none of this came from me. I thought of none of this on my own. When I tell you, literally, it just hit me. The Holy Spirit just started downloading all of this into me. And he is walking me through the episodes as it comes. Everything we're going to be talking about, it ain't none that I ain't never been through. So when I tell you some of the things that you will hear on this podcast, God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can't, he can't bless who you pretend to be. And I have, a, and now that I see my, myself in the light, I see how the light has shined on my sins, how, it has, how, how it has shined on my wrongdoings. I'm all about making sure the next person don't, don't fall into these traps. Like, it ain't even about me just, just out here doing what I want to do. It's just like, oh, my goodness. If I could save somebody else from doing this, let me. I, I want to save them. I want to help them not even go down this path. Now I understand what our grandparents mean that you're going to have to live and learn. Because at this point, we can't tell you nothing. I, I get it. I understand now. I understand now. Experience is the lowest form of learning. Ooh. I don't know who said that, but I heard that somewhere. Experience is the lowest form of learning. We always say experience is the best teacher. It's the best teacher maybe to get to you, but if somebody can tell you something before you even get to it, experience is the lowest form of teaching. It's just the lowest form of learning. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But I'm going to move on. Like I said, he has literally just been walking me through these episodes in my own life with my own personal struggles, with my own internal struggles, with my own internal battles, my own spiritual battles. He has been walking me through this. So, like I said, as much as I'm walking y'all through this, I'm walking with him through this, too. We all in this together. We are all fighting together. I'm praying for y'all. Y'all praying for me. We are all in this together. We have the victory already. We have the victory already. Now we are just fighting. It's like I, my my sis in her song. She said, um, "Feels like my spirit better than my flesh, and I'm going insane." That's literally what it feels like. But the peace, the peace that God is promising us, promising us, has promised us, is going to surpass all of it. It is going to surpass all of it. There is no condemnation for those of us in Christ. We are here to learn from our lessons and to turn and never do them again. You you repeat what you don't learn. That's 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 everyday life. You know, you see people get kept back in school, kept back in certain grades. Why? Because they didn't pass. You repeat what you don't learn. Same thing in life lessons. Some people are going through the same stuff. They 60, 50 years old, still going through some stuff that they started going through at 20. 
because they ain't learning the lesson. It's not clicking with them. But because until they pray for awareness, until they come into awareness of why they do what they do. And the thing is, also, when people offend you, when they have created offenses towards you, when they have done something to you, that does it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Listen, we all, all of us are in this fallen world. We either going to be doing two things. Either we're going to be getting hurt or we're going to be doing the hurting. And in our lives, we are going to be on both sides of the spectrum. Literally. We're going to be on both sides of the spectrum. But the goal is that when people hurt you, you still love them. You forgive them. The goal is to always be like Jesus. We have to ask ourselves in every situation, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? That oh, that just hit me. Now I get why they say what would you? Oh wow, wow, what? Why? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What would Jesus do? That is how we should answer everything that come up in our lives. Every offense. Every time somebody do us something. Every time something come up. What would Jesus? Do? Wow. I never understood it until now. I never understood it. What would Jesus do? That would help us. That would help us make a lot of wise decisions and wise choice. Wow. I I cannot. I am I am I I'm I'm speechless right now. Cuz it all makes sense. That would really help us to make some wise choices when it comes down when opportunities are presented. When it is when it's time for us to make decisions, when somebody done us wrong, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond to this? Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for literally just breaking some chains off of my life and some of the lives of people who are listening to this. What would I, I'm going by some wristbands and I'm I'm just about to buy a bag of a WWJD uh, wristbands, literally. Because now I understand the significance behind. I'm about to wear them on my on my wrist, on my ankles. I'm about to make a necklace because I need the reminders at all times. Mm, I need the reminders at all times. When I'm at work, when I'm around my family, when I'm around my friends, I need the reminders. What would Jesus do? I'm about to go on Amazon and order me a bag of WWJD wristbands. If you want one, please hit me up on Instagram. It's free. I'm not selling this because all it no. If you want one, hit me up. I'll, I'll make. I'll even. I'll even ship you a bag to your house so you can give it out to other people. Wow. But anyway, back y'all. I am. I am really speechless right now. But let me move on. Let me move on. So, like I said. He started, I was in class, he started downloading my awareness. He started down, he started helping me to examine myself. He started to help me to see how I was wrong, who I wronged, how I fell short. And it, it, it started to hurt me. Because when, 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 I, when, I, when, I, when I became aware of who God was, and my, and my behavior started changing, my actions started changing, and then I came into awareness of, of my, my what behind my why, you know, my why behind my what, I meant to say. And now as I'm seeing things in its raw, purest form of what it was, 
it has made me so sad. It is igniting change in my life. At this point, it's some things I used to do. You can't get me to go back down that path at this point. I done been there, done that too many times. I done hurt too many people with that. And now that I'm aware of what? If somebody talks to me and they're talking about doing something to think, is you stupid? Okay, that, that, that is not what Jesus would do. That is not what you, he was not saying, is you stupid? But is you done? He would not do that either. He would not do that either. But you get what I'm trying to say. Don't, don't, don't do that. That is how I am now. When somebody even say something, do what is the purpose of you doing that? And it's crazy because a lot of people have a, the perspective of when, of the person who is wrong, the person who who got hurt. But nobody nobody know that I was the person who was doing the hurting. And when I give them my perspective, they just like, wow, wait, I ain't never seen. Yes, it's different when a person who who's been doing the hurting come into awareness. Who 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 have um. Who God is helping them to examine themselves, their habits, their ways, their attitudes. Some some of the ways that they're moving. It's different then. Ain't nobody used to that side of the story. But I am here to be the change. I am here to help people. I am here to help hurting people stop hurting people. Ooh. I am here to help hurt people stop hurting people. Until we break that cycle, nothing will be worth having when it comes down to human interactions. At the end of the day, we all hurt. We are all hurting in some form or fashion. But if we do not give that over to God, if we do not rest in God with our pain, if we do not rest in him, we will continue to be workers of the enemy. He is using our hurt to hurt other people so that way they can form an offensive um, behavior in themselves. They can start building up walls that can't nobody knock down. And now they have become stubborn to God. So now they're operating in survival mode. I'm talking about myself. They're operating in survival mode. And they're just going around hurting people because they want to get people before they before somebody else gets them. We have to learn how to let things go and give it to God. We are no longer operating in hurt. We are operating in love. We are operating in love. As believers, we got God is love, so should so should we be. We are no longer operating in that. That is hell on earth. Operating in your hurt is literally tormenting you. It is hell on earth. You cannot live like that no longer. Free, allow God to free you. He has already, everything, the people who have hurt you, the offenses created against you, the offenses that you will create, it went on the cross with him. Do not take his debt in vain. Do not take his debt in vain. Allow him to give you the peace that you are desperately looking for. The peace that you desperately want. The peace that you can't find nowhere else on this earth. You cannot find it in nobody else. It can only be found in Christ. And until you are willing. Until you are willing to turn around and see that he is right there. 
until you are willing to turn around and allow him to clean you up, until you are willing to turn around and allow him to renew your mind, until you are willing to turn around and let him transform you, until you are willing to turn around and allow him to fill the voids in your life. Allow him to heal what hurt you. Allow him to heal you from who hurt you. Until. That's the thing about God. He is waiting on you. He's waiting on you to turn around. He's right. Every time you take a step, there is nowhere you can go. There is nowhere you can go. There is nowhere you can hide that God love is not there. That you will not be able to find his love. He's he he's right. He is omnipresent. His presence is everywhere at all times. His love is everywhere at all times. He is waiting for you just to turn around. He's waiting on you to come back and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm hurting. And that's, that's the thing. God knows already. He just wants you to bring it to him. He knows you're hurting. He knows who hurt you. He knows who you have hurt. But until you bring it to him and stop trying to fix it on your own, because the thing of you, the idea of you fixing it is tactics of the enemy. You cannot fix it. Because why are you going to be fixing it off your own perceptions, off your own um, experiences? And them experiences and your perceptions have been formed by her, other, other people hurting you. We have to bring it all to God so that way he can give us a new mind and give us his perspective. They killed Jesus and he still loved them. They betrayed him and he still loved them. They didn't even believe in him, but he still loved them. And when I say them, I'm talking about the people who who did him wrong, the people who killed him, the people who betrayed him, the people who who denied he still Love them. And if we are to be like Christ, we have to let our perception go and allow him to lay his perception on us. Allow him to renew our minds with his perception. We have to. As believers, we are not called to stay in our old life. We are not called to just say, I believe and continue to be the same way that we were. Real, those of us who really believe in Christ, our lives will show for it. The transformation will show for itself. We don't even have to say anything. People will see you and be like, uh-uh, they're different. That ain't the same person I used to hang out with. That ain't the same person I used to date. The transformation will show for itself. We do the planting, God does the watering. The transformation will show for itself. Like I said, we are not here to convince anybody that we've changed. We're just here to just start where we are and just move forward. We can't change nothing that we did. We can't change nothing nobody did to us. We are just right where we are. Right where you are, I encourage you to say, God, just take it. I let go and I'll, I'll give it to you. You know where I'm hurting. I pray that you can. I pray that you heal me where I'm hurting. I pray that you renew my mind. I pray that you help me to get these negative thoughts out my mind. I pray that you help, help me with some of these habits I have. 
I pray that you surround me with people who are for me and not against me. I pray that you put me in environments that will help me to grow, that will help me to grow closer to you. I hope that I hope I help I hope that you I pray that you put me around friends who can help me get closer to you. That we can even surround your altar together, that we can go to you and cry out to you together. I know what I've done, but I'm not that person anymore. There is no condemnation for me anymore, Father God. And I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to go through what I had to go through because there were some lessons that I had to learn that I couldn't take here. I can't take them to the places that you have for me. I had to learn those lessons. Romans 8.28, all things work together. All, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the happy, the sad, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. It is not my friend. Oh, shout out to my friend. She tells me this all the time. And I truly appreciate it. Like it could be the smallest thing. She was like, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And I appreciate those words so much from her. Every time I just get a little frustrated, she always, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. She always reminds me of that. And I love that because even when things go wrong for her, she reminds herself. That is hard. It's hard for us to remind ourselves of God's promises when we're going through it. And she exemplifies that well. And the crazy part is, y'all, I'm a, she's not even a believer. She's not even a believer. And she exemplifies what we are called to exemplify so well. And I pray for her a lot. And I always tell her, I'm praying for you. Like, you literally, I tell her, you are, seven, you are heaven sent. You are literally heaven sent. I tell, I tell her this all the time. It is not happening to you. It is happening for you. The good, it is not happening to you. It is happening for you. The bad, it is not happening to you. It is happening for you. So as we examine ourselves, as we examine ourselves and we start to see our habits and we start to become uncomfortable in the spaces that we are in because we know that we still are exemplifying those habits, we have to make a plan. And I call this, I like to call this plan emergency exits. You know, we everywhere we go, restaurant, school, work, um, church, everything has an emergency exit. Because if something goes wrong, if something goes the way it is not planned to go, we have to be able, if, if a fire happens, we have to be able to get out as quickly as possible. Why? Because it will be detrimental to us. Even a little smoke could be detrimental to us. So um, I feel like when things come up in our lives, when, when, the, when, we, when we become aware of the enemy tactics, when we start to see, oh, this how, this what he been doing all this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah, I'm about to get this level all right quick. You know, once, he, once we catch on to what he's doing, we can have our emergency exit. When this come up, got to go this way. Got to go this way. So here are the steps to make your emergency plans. Step one, know when you are out of alignment. Mm, mm, mm. Know when you are out of alignment. Knowing when you are out of alignment is it's going to save you. <laughs> Literally, it's going to save you. And how do you know when you're out of alignment? When you... One thing could be you don't feel, you don't feel God's, like you don't feel close to God as you used to feel when you, you know, we all, at a certain point of our lives, we always, we all did feel close to God at, at some, at some certain points than others. 
Normally you're out of alignment. When you're just out the wheel, when you're out of the wheel, when you're sinning. And it's obvious sins, you know. It ain't nothing that you, well, it, I, I take that back. It's sins that you could be hiding. It's stuff that you're hiding. Stuff that you're doing undercover that you don't want nobody else to know about. You know, all that. Know when you're out of alignment. And how to know when you're out of alignment? You have to read the word. The more you know the word, the more that you that, that your your conviction, it will set it quicker. When that conviction starts setting in, you're out of alignment, which means that you need to lean into your conviction, repent, repent, and 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 do things different. Do things the way God has ordained for them to be done. So step one, know when you're out of alignment. Before you make any moves, know when you're out of alignment. Pray. Step two, pray. I told y'all in series one, the Psalms 139 prayer, Lord, search my heart. If there's anything in me that's not like you, please take it out for me. Take it out of me and set me on a path that leads to everlasting life. You have to constantly pray the Psalms 139 prayer. Why? Because we fall short every day. Every day. Constantly pray that God search your heart so that way you can examine yourselves to know what needs to change. Who needs to go? What habits needs to go? What environments do you need to take yourself out of? Because you don't want to put yourself in a place that is going to that, that that is going to contribute to you falling. Don't put yourself in positions that are going to contribute to you falling, for, to you messing up. Do not put yourself in positions. Do not put yourself around certain people. If you know that you cannot handle being around certain people, because you know where it's going to go all the time. It's going to go. It's going to go this all the time. It's going to go this way all the time. You know. You know. If you find yourself trying to go take a little bird bath before certain people come around, you know, that's the indicate. And I'm being real. Let's, let, and y'all, come on now. Come on. If you got to go take a bird bath before you get around this certain individual, nope, out of alignment. Out of alignment. Stay dirty. Next time, just stay dirty. Being honest. Why? Because you are setting yourself up for the enemy to just come in easily. And the thing is, he know your weaknesses. Oh, he know your weaknesses. That is what he's attacking to make you come back to where you once were. He ain't attacking what you're strong at. It don't make no sense to attack what you're strong at. He attacking with you where you ain't got not a sense of self-discipline. You lack no self-control. You're just weak to it. You're just weak. And it's, it, we all got our weaknesses. Let's be clear. Come on now. Come on. We all have our weaknesses. We can't sweep around nobody else's front door until we sweep around our own. Come on. So we have to constantly pray, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Search. And when he brings you into awareness, examine those things. Examine them. Like I said, change what needs to be changed. Even just start taking steps. Write it out. Write it. Write out what, what, what brings you to this place. Write out what gets you to this spot. Write out what gets you to this point. Write it all out. So that way when you finish writing all that out, now we can write the plan. What can I do differently for me not to be here? What habits can I change to not to end up here? What places I got to give up? What people got to give up? Write the plan. Make it clear. You have no excuse. No excuse. Next, confession. Confession. You have to. It's some things. Remember I told you all them hard conversations? We have to confess to God first off. First of all, he already he, he already saw it. He was there when you did it. He was there when you made the transaction. And I'm talking about all types of transactions. I ain't trying to get nobody business. Because I'm in my own business. 
I got my own stuff to worry about. He was there when you said what you said. He was there when you did what you did. He was there when you was with somebody you weren't supposed to be with. He was there. He was there when you made them promises that you broke. He saw the text messages. Ooh. <laughs> he saw the text messages. He saw them nudes. Come on, come on. Let's be real. He saw when you did what you did. Confess it. God, I did it. I can't deny it. Not even to you because, first of all, you was there. You was there. I did it. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep falling to my flesh. Help me. I need some help me. Put me around people that I need to be around. Help me get the help. Help me get some. If I got to change my insurance and so I make sure I can afford the help that I need. Help me. Do what only you can do, God. Help me. And that's what we confess it to others. It is it is vital. This is this is confessing to God is very vital. But what I'm about to say next, oh my goodness. This will either make you or break you. Literally. Confess your sins to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Not only just your brothers and sisters in Christ, the ones whose lives shows that they are they, that they are growing maturely in Christ. Do not if your brother or sister struggles with gossiping, <laughs> come on. If they struggle with gossiping, yet they are in Christ. But you see that they still have some gossiping tendencies about them. That is not the brother or sister that you need to, tell, to confess to. Why? Because your business, they struggle with it. It's, it's their struggle. And that is okay because the same way that God is working on you, he's working on them. We cannot put down on somebody else because they're struggling with something that's different than what we're struggling with. But if they struggle with gossiping, that is not the brother or sister you need to go to. Do not go to somebody who ain't a believer. They cannot counsel you on, on what the word says because they don't know what the word says. They're not interested in what the word says. And now you're, 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 you're more mentally out of control because you, you, you venting to your friends and everything they're telling you ain't helping you build yourself. It ain't building you up in no form or fashion. It's actually tearing you down because the, the advice they giving you, first of all, first of all, before I even say that, they hurt people hurting people too. They hurt. They done got hurt. Now, men trash, you know, all that. You know, they they living like that. But they're just hurt. The Bible says a wise man, uh, a wise man seek wise counsel. Uh, he seeks counsel. From the six godly counsel, something like that. Look, y'all, I told y'all I'm 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 working with the scriptures. But look, y'all can Google that and get the exact scripture with it saying all that. It says a wise man seeks godly counsel, a wise counsel. Go to somebody who believes in what you believe in, first of all, who is trusted, who you know that I can talk to them, I can tell them my weak spot. And it's good to go to somebody who is struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have some a, a a believer who is a friend who is also struggling with what you're struggling with. And not to struggle together, but to help edify one another, to build each other up. Hey, sis, look, I had a bad day. Bro, I had a bad day. You know what I'm struggling with, man. You're going through it too. And I know you know you can you can connect with how I'm feeling. Pray for me. Let's pray together before we get off this line, man. That's how we need. If, and if you don't have that, pray for it. And I cannot wait till next month when we talk about finding your tribe. And finding friends and all that But 
Um, next. Like I said, well, pray together was the next one. Next, analyze your shortcomings. What are you doing that that is causing you to get to this place? Matthew 5 and 30. Um, let me pull it up right quick. That that particular scripture is talking about lust, but I feel like the way in the the, the context we it, it, it is being said in, we can apply it to other different areas of our life. So Matthew 5, um, I'm going to start at verse 29. It says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body to be thrown into hell. Analyze your shortcomings. If you see that this one small thing you're doing is causing you to navigate far left, stop doing it. Put a plan in the place to combat that, to combat that. Like I said, analyze who you're hanging around. Analyze what you're feeding into yourself. Analyze what music you're listening to. Analyze what movies. You, let me tell you something. All that plays a part. The movies, the music, all that plays a part because that is basically like food for your brain. Whatever goes in is stuck. It's in. It's in there. It's in there. It is in there. So whatever is causing you to sin, cut it off. Whatever is causing you to keep going down this same path, cut it off. Cut it off. Next, put a plan into place. This is the plan. Put the plan into place and actually do the plan. This is called intentionality. And we often put boundaries into place. And we, we always expect the other people to respect the boundaries. No, our boundaries are more so for us than, than for everybody else. Because if I respect my own boundaries, then there's nothing that you can do to, to, to make me go outside of my boundaries. We have to learn to start respecting the boundaries that we put in, in place for ourselves before we can expect somebody else to respect them. The boundaries are, like I said, more for us than it is for them. So put the plan in place, actually do it. Be intentional about um, what you have come into awareness of. Because at that point, if you are not intentional, if you are not changing what God has showed you about yourself, at that point, you're doing it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're doing it to yourself at that point. So um, before we even dip out here, I'm going to just tell you all this. God is more interested in your obedience than your feelings. He cares about your feelings, but he needs you to be obedient because I mean, one thing about our feelings, the fact that we live in a fallen world, the fact that we are born to a fallen world, our feelings, we don't even know what we're supposed to be feeling. <laughs> like we feel so much all at one time, literally. We here, we there, we over here, we back over here. We put it in reverse, we go forward. Now it's in neutral. Now we got a, a stick shift. Like our feelings change, they fluctuate day to day, moment to moment, second to second. That's just what they do. But God is more concerned with your obedience. He is more focused on, he is more um, interested in your obedience than how you feel about it. Another thing, going back to the alignment part, as believers, our lives should always be um, aligned with the word of God, within the will of God. And, um, I want to say this in a way that don't come off wrong. Either we believe all of it or we believe none of it. Whatever his, what, what his word says, either we're going to believe Genesis through Revelation 
or we believe don't open a book at all. Because being a believer, we have to understand that as a believer, we are called to uh, put off our old minds and adapt this, adapt to this new mind. Put, I'm sorry, not adapt. Actually, put in this new mind. Just because you're not agreeing, just because your old self don't agree with the your old mind not agreeing with your new mind. Okay, and if God said it, God said what He said. This is not a buffet. You do not get to pick and choose what you want to believe and what you're not going to believe. Because God said it, so be it. Anything outside outside of what he said is disobedience. It is sin. And you are choosing to do it, especially if you have read it and you say you don't agree and you know what his word said and you're still choosing to do it. Now, it's a, it's a difference of knowing what the word saying. You're struggling with it and you and you seeking God to help you with it. That's the difference. But there are some people who call themselves believers who know what it says. And it was like, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with it. Okay. God's laws, the fact that we live in a fallen world, we don't even see how good God is, that everything that he says is to protect us. We don't even see that. We don't even see it. But the fact that he said it, it is to protect us. Like, he loves us, so why would he give us any rules that is going to hurt or go against us or anything like that? Why would he do that if he loves us? It is for our good. But we're so ran by our flesh. We're so infatuated with what our flesh want that we just do anything just to get instant gratification that, that is temporary, that only lasts for the moments that it lasts for. So, family, I hope something said um, helped you. <laughs> I hope something said penetrated your heart um, to help you change, to see where you need to change. And look, y'all, if you need prayer, if you need somebody to pray, if you don't have Christian friends, um, not even Christian, I'll take that back. If you don't have friends who are believers, who believe in Christ, believe that he He died and rose from the dead, um. Listen, reach out to me. I, if I could just pray with you, like I'm not trying to, you know, win you over for me. Not this has nothing to do with me. Look, I'm on my own journey. I have so much to be worried about for my own self, you know. But if we can pray together, I would love. I would love that. I would love to pray with you. I would love to pray for you, and then vice versa. If you want to pray for me, like. Just to be in the atmosphere, that is, I'm more than okay with that. My Instagram is at Narkela Carr, N-A-R-K-E-L-I-A Carr, C-A-R-R. Send me a DM, shoot me a DM. Look, I'm going to shoot you with my number ASAP. Call me whenever you, if you need encouragement, if you just need somebody to sit there with you to listen, call me, text me. Like we are here as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are here for one another. We are called to one another. So I just want y'all to be, to just operate within his will. You know, I want you guys to learn to let go of some things, to have those hard conversations. Um, and some of us need to go back in our past and have some hard conversations because we are, it's lingering in us because we haven't had those conversations. And like I said, I can't tell you nothing that I don't know that I ain't living through. You know, I'm not trying to... Um, 
you know, I'm not trying to just say, oh, you got to do this and I ain't doing it. Nah, trust me. I'm living all this out. I'm living all of this out. So before we dip out of here, I do want to pray for y'all. And then, like I say, y'all know we always end with praise and worship. God, I thank you. I thank you for, um, I just thank you. I just thank you for the awareness that you have brought to me, the awareness that you have brought to the listeners. Father God, I ask that you will continue to walk with us in this journey as we um, go through our pruning season. This is our pruning season, God, where you are taking out things that is no longer for us, that no longer serves us, that can't go to where you have us uh, going. It can't go with us. So this is our pruning season, Father, and we know that pruning sometimes hurt, but it is all for the, for, for, for the betterment. But we know that all things, whether it's good or bad, work for the good of those who um who love you, Father God. I ask that you strengthen us, that you will be with us, that you just surround us with your presence, that you just dwell in us, Father God. Father God, I ask that you um bless my listeners, those who are on the other end listening. I ask that you just be with them. You know what they fall short. You know what they're struggling with, Father God. I ask that you just be with them. I ask that you just fill the voids of their life. Fill every area that is empty. Fill where they feel lonely. Fill where they feel hopeless, Father God. Renew their visions, Father God. And I just thank you for them. I thank you for allowing them to even see this day, to even be able to hear this podcast, Father God. God, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you've already done. I thank you for the things that you're going to do in the future, Father God. I just pray that you just bless this to reach who it needs to reach. And I ask that you would just allow this to help them on their walk with Christ. For that, that is all I am here for. This is your word, Father God. This has nothing to do with me, but everything to get your people connected back to you, Father God. And I just thank you for using me as a vessel and you continue to use me in any which way, which any way you want to. At this point, at this point, if I have you, I have everything. So I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I surrender all to you, Father God. Forgive us of our sins. Renew us. Transform us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.